with us today is uh, Andrew Giuliani, uh, Rudy Giuliani's son, who uh, who learned a lot about uh, law and order from his dad, and he's going to be running for governor. And uh, Andrew Giuliani, tell us how it is. I mean, Memorial Day weekend. Give us give us the the scope of what what's going on. Well, John, first and foremost, I just want to say, having been out there petitioning and campaigning over the last year. One of the things I hear all the time is people saying, I heard you on WABC, I heard you on 77. And I think to talk about what you guys were saying there in the intro, you guys really have created a community in so many ways. And as somebody who is on the ground every single day talking to people, I can see it in my own right. Now, as today is Memorial Day, first and foremost, I want to make sure uh, that we thank all of those men and women who made the ultimate sacrifice for our freedoms. That way we can protect our First Amendment and have conversations and discussions like this on a daily basis. Uh, you know, obviously today is a day to honor them. I can tell you, obviously, one of the things that everybody is most concerned about, and this is whether or not you're in Niagara Falls or in eastern Long Island or New York City or Rochester, is crime, right? Bail reform has been the number one issue in talking with New Yorkers. And I got to tell you. Well, that's going to be the number one issue in November. It's going to be the number one issue. I don't. I don't care what anybody says. It's law and order, and everybody better hear me out there. And it's law and order. Absolutely, John. And I got to tell you, the the problem is we've continued to see it spiral out of control, and it's not just in New York. It's in Rochester. It's in Buffalo. It's in Albany. In Binghamton last year, they had the most murders ever in recorded history. Same thing in Rochester. This is this is a problem all across New York State. We obviously focus so much on New York City because we're based here and the national media in so many ways is based here. But this is all around New York State, from the southern tier to western New York to the north country where I am right now. So the next successful governor will repeal bail reform and will make sure that our police – can proactively police again. There's there's some guy who implemented something called broken windows in New York almost 30 yeah. years ago. We need to make sure we end up bringing that kind of mindset back to the governor's executive chambers. Which, well, maybe, which commissioner I, did that? <laughs> uh, I, I, there's a guy named Giuliani along with Bratton, Safer, and Carrick who uh, did a pretty good job. And then you've got a guy on, on your show named Kelly and his father wasn't too too bad at uh, at doing that as well. Yep, you're right. And what uh, if we called it something else besides broken windows? It's all it is basically is proactive policing. That I think I think sometimes we have a little bit of a messaging problem. And how they say stop and frisk, it's actually stop, question, and frisk. So maybe we call it proactive policing because think about it. That's all police are doing is they're trying to prevent crime instead of just reacting to it. Absolutely. And, and I think in looking, right, well, we could take something like stop, question, and frisk, as we talked about right there. Stop, question, and frisk was ruled constitutional for years, over a decade, until the quotas ended up bringing it up from 90,000 stops a year to 685,000 stops a year. So I liken it to the fact that the Advil worked. We just took the whole bottle at one point, and that's when it ended up becoming unconstitutional. So to be honest, it didn't mean the program didn't work. Maybe the quotas were too high at this point. But we can see the proof is in the pudding right now. Crime is up significantly because we are taking the opposite approach. And we need to make sure, like you said, Lydia, we need to make sure that we have a proactive policing mindset and that our cops – and this is what CompStat ended up doing – 
our cops, our detectives are getting to potential crime scenes before they even become a crime scene. That was the success of New York in the 90s and 2000s. Well, I think this is a decision that has to be made. Now, Andrew Giuliani, um, why, what do you think um, – what, what do you think went wrong with Kathy Hochul? I, I feel like she was a common-sense politician, and now all of a sudden she seems to be bowing down to this, this radical left. What, yeah. what do you think is going on? I think it seems like she's uh, you know, giving into the Democratic base, if you will, right? I mean she's concerned with being outflanked on her left, so to speak, as she's in a Democratic primary. And I think she doesn't want to uh, appear uh, as being too uh, too conservative, if you will, to uh, her liberal base. But, I mean, let's take a look at some of the policies that she's been pushing. I mean, for example, I never like to look any further than her state of the state speech. That is, by its definition, the most important speech as governor you can give each year. In that speech, she mentioned crime in the 18th minute. And she never mentioned bail reform or cashless bail. It shows you she does not have a priority on what is, as you said, John, and as so many New Yorkers say, and I truly believe, is the number one issue now and will be the number one issue in November. She is playing politics, unfortunately. We had a governor, a 56th governor of the state of New York, who preceded Kathy Hochul, who used to play politics as well. And we can't have that anymore. We need to make sure we have a change agent that goes into Albany and puts the welfare of the 19.5 million New Yorkers ahead of party politics. John Katzmatidis had on Assemblywoman Inez Dickens, right, right, John? And she was well, saying, AO, we don't want less police. AOC, we want more police. AOC is going after her. But yeah. uh, and she is mad as hell, and she can't take it anymore because the people in Harlem want to be protected. But then, when I challenged her on on bail reform, she was a little bit waffly. She did not want to go against the system, which 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 I was concerned about. And, well, and well, this go ahead, uh, Andrew. Yeah, no, you're you're absolutely right, and I and I heard that, and, and I have to tell you. Um, to me, this is very simple. The governor needs to use the, the full leverage of his or her office right now to repeal this because you do have a lot of radicals in the assembly, in the state senate, who even though crime is continually spiraling out of control and chaos seems to be running our cities and, and our state, uh, are fine with the status quo. Um, so the governor really is going to have to utilize the full leverage of their office, and that's very simple. You sit down immediately with Stuart Cousins and with Hasty and say, hey, until we have a full repeal of bail reform, I am not funding your top priorities in the budget. It is that simple because the truth is there's nothing, there's nothing that cost, that's costing more New Yorkers their lives, certainly over the last three years, than bail reform. Andrew Giuliani, give us your evaluation of what the heck is going on in the governor's primary because people say to me, well, the governor's waiting until the primary's over. Well, I have to tell you, you know, last week, late late last week, uh, Zogby came out with a poll that had uh, me up 10 points for the primary. The New York Post had covered it, as did the Washington Examiner. And look, I I always like to like to wait and take a look and, and see actually what happens on Election Day. That's the most important poll. But I have to tell you, in every single independent poll, uh, my campaign has been up or tied. One of my one of my competitors uh, has paid for a few polls that, that has him leading. But anytime 
uh, any time that the poll is And when, when is the primary now for the uh, governor's uh, uh, primary? For the Republican? The primary, is, the primary is June 28th for both Republican and Democrat. We have our first debate scheduled on June 13th. It's There's like 30 days, 30 days away. It's coming up, and I have to tell you, I cannot wait for these debates. I think as we talked about at the beginning here, the conversations are so important, and it's so important that this decision is made not in a backroom deal in Albany, but in conversation with so many and, New Yorkers. And so Andrew, that's why I've told my competitors I will debate them anytime, anywhere. We have 29 days. I'm happy to do 29 debates. <laughs> uh, and, and, uh, Andrew, give us your evaluation of the Democratic governor's race. Oh, well, I, I tell you, you know, and looking at those numbers, it does look like Hochul uh, will probably lock that up. And, and as uh, Andrew Cuomo is uh, is probably not going to be running on the independent line, I believe he needs to file his independent petitions by tomorrow. And we certainly haven't heard anything out. It, it does seem as if uh, Hochul is, is up by a comfortable margin. But again, I always like to say it's all about who you drive out to vote on Election Day. And when we talk about a late June primary, when you're looking at bifurcated primaries like we have right now, it's going to be low turnout. So it's going to be really important on each campaign to make sure they drive people to the polls because, you know, look, our, our primary day is going to be at the beginning of July 4th week. It's going to be a time where people are not used to actually voting. It's not like the second Tuesday of each November when everybody's used to it. This is a new primary time for New York. Uh, that's you know been basically developed over the last couple of years. So it's going to be on us on the campaign to make sure we drive New Yorkers out there. And we're talking about the issues that matter most to New Yorkers, as we did before, with bail reform, with making sure that we're economically a competitive state and not competing with the likes of California anymore and leading the country in migration. Yep, you're absolutely right. Uh, anything else you want to say we can, before we take a break? Absolutely. Well, look, again, I want to thank all of those who served, who fought for our freedoms, and certainly all those who made the ultimate sacrifice for us on Memorial Day. Um, It's been an absolute honor to run for office like this and to run uh, and talk with so many New Yorkers about what's bothering them. But our veterans, uh, those who made the ultimate sacrifice for us. You know, my grandfather was lieutenant commander in the Navy, John, and he flew off the Intrepid. Every single time I go up the West Side Highway, I think about him. And I think about 18 years old, what it must have been like to be in the South Pacific, going out there as uh, life had barely begun and deciding to actually put everything on the line for our country and our freedoms. And that's how I serve my country in the White House. And that's how I look forward to serving uh, as your next governor. Well, thank you so much, uh, Andrew Giuliani. Well, Andrew, you know John Katzmatidi said about you, he said, that guy, he's got a future. That he's got oh. that fire, he's got that passion, and if John Katzmatidis sees talent, I'm telling you, not just because he discovered me, but I'm saying for him <laughs> to say that about somebody, that means that says a lot. So your future is well, bright, and we love you. Well, thank you, Lydia and John. Thank you very much for creating the community that you have with WABC. As I said, through petitioning, through campaigning, I get to see it every day where people say, I've heard you on Birdie and Sid. I heard you on the Cats Roundtable. I heard you on that other guy named Giuliani's show. Um, you know, <laughs> I know that guy. I tell you, you can see it. You, you know, I always like to say he may be a little smarter than me, but I've got, I'm a little more handsome. That's about it, you know. <laughs> well, thank you so much, and uh, we'll catch up with you again real soon. John Lydia, thank you very much.